0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
1: It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo rush, rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Um, technical difficulties. We apologize. I apologize. We're back. Barry White, whose birthday is today, or would be today. Barry would be approaching 80, I believe. A a one-in-a-million voice. On WABC Talk Radio 77, speaking of one-in-a-million. How old, Kev? 78. 78. Like I said, approaching 80. This voice will live forever. As long as there's music, Barry White's voice will be celebrated. I'm willing to play, whatever you say. We have with us another one in a million. This is a man who I know. I've had the opportunity of having conversations with him in the past that have revealed to me What a deep thinker he is. How much he cares for this nation. And how much he cares for the people of this nation. And he cares enough not to lie. He cares enough not to fluff it up. Just for the sake of sound bites. We're talking about Senator Johnson, Wisconsin. Senator, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great, James. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well, except I'm a little upset. The President of the United States called you out last week. He's been going on to tear this whole... Uh, ultra MAGA people are horrible for democracy. They're trying to ruin democracy. You're trying to take the country under. And he called you out by name as being one of those people. What in the world? Why? First of all, your response to President Joe Biden, sir.
0: Well, unfortunately, President Biden uh, is the most divisive president in my lifetime. Now, I was on the platform when he took his oath of office, gave his inaugural address. Eight times during that speech, James, he said his number one goal is to unify and heal this nation. He has done the exact opposite. And and let's face it, 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 it's it's not the MAGA crowd that's dividing this country. We we want to unify and heal it. It's the left. It's always been the left. It's the radical left. They hate this country. Their leaders do. I mean, I always ask the question, do do you even like, much less love something you want to fundamentally transform? And, you know, Obama, as a candidate said, he was going to fundamentally transform this nation. Biden has paired to the exact same phrase. And now we're seeing what that fundamental transformation looks like. It's open borders. It's 40-year high inflation, record gas prices, rising crime. It's it's a it's a, it's a horror show of uh, left-wing governance, left-wing policies is basically destroying this country. They're fundamentally destroying this country is what they're doing. So, you know, yeah, I mean, all they have is lies. I mean, they, they can't talk about their record, it's a disaster. So all they do in campaigns is, is lie and smear, assassinate characters, and engage the politics personal destruction. That's all they got.
1: The vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, says that our board, she was on uh, one of the Sunday shows, the uh, uh, Todd Meet the Press, which used to be a well-respected Sunday show. Uh, she said that the borders of the United States are secure. And this is in spite of the fact that right now we are on pace to have a historic number of illegal crossings into this country. If the numbers hold up, we may be looking at over 6 million, 6.4 million illegal entries into this country, which would be the largest number of illegal immigrants crossing crossing into the United States in America's history. She says the borders are secure. Are the borders secure, Senator?
0: No, obviously not. They are as detached from reality as they are from the truth. I've, I've challenged the Secretary of on this in hearings. They'll say, you know, this is a crisis, and, and, you know, can you at least admit it's a problem? No, Senator, it's, it's a challenge. Um, so for for them, the solution is more efficient processing and dispersion of people entering this country illegally. I think the six million number you're talking about are illegal crossings. Now, we are returning some still under Title 42. I just had the Brandon Judd, head of the Border Patrol Union, and Mark Morgan, who was head of CBP under both Obama and Trump. Uh, they came up to Milwaukee. We had an event on describing this problem. Together, we figure about three million people have either been encountered, processed, and dispersed, or come to this country illegally as a known or unknown gotaway. 3 million people put that in perspective that's the number larger than the population of 17 states
1: right yeah, so three
0: million that's a pretty solid number since the start of the biden administration uh again the six million is just people coming illegally and some of those those have been returned but again it's completely out of control and what has also happened with an open border is it's been this flood of deadly drugs that, that's how we primarily experienced in wisconsin but as a result of the deadly drugs every every state's a border state and i think it's pretty interesting when you listen to these big city mayors just screaming when they're dealing with not even a day's worth of flow james right they're averaging about seven thousand people per day coming to this country illegally Seven thousand people being encountered a day and you know they a couple busloads and and the mayors of new york and And D.C. and Chicago are just screaming about how they can't handle it. Well, go down the Southwest border and try and handle it.
1: Exactly. Now, Senator, the attacks on you, of course, have been nonstop ever since you. This has been one of the years that I have never seen attacks, and I'm talking scurrilous attacks. One of the things that you are being accused of, and I'd like you to respond, and I'd like every senior citizen in our listening area to please pay attention to this. And then if you have seen your friends across the country, please let them know the truth. It has been said that you want to destroy Social Security. Now, we hear this, we've heard this every election cycle since the 1970s about Republicans. But you in particular, they're going after saying that you have a plan to destroy Social Security. So I'll ask you up front. Senator Johnson, why do you want to destroy Social Security and hurt the old people in America?
0: I don't. I want to save it and Medicare. Uh, no, this is, I mean, it's absurd on its face. I mean, Keynes, just ask yourself. I want your listeners to ask yourself, what elected official has ever said they want to cut or end Social Security? I mean, d- 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 nobody would ever say that. Exactly. Uh, no, I want to say what I am talking about, though. Is the greatest threat to Social Security, Medicare, is our completely out of control, massive deficit spending and our growing debt. Uh, Social Security trust fund runs out in the year 2035. Are we going to have the funds to plus up those benefits to what we promise seniors? That's the question on the table. That's what we're trying to, uh, you know, make sure that we have funds available. But when when when, when we're 30.8 trillion dollars in debt, when you take a look at the average interest rate that we paid on our debt the previous the three last decades of the last century was 5.4 percent if we return to that pretty reasonable interest rate we've been holding interest rates artificially low to accommodate all this deficit spending that would add 1.2 trillion dollars to our interest expense per year which would have to be paid up front if we don't want to default on our debt and cause interest rates to rise even higher so no collectively most people in washington dc are just whistling by the graveyard uh, I'm just, like you said, I'm, I'm honest. I tell people the truth. This is unsustainable. And if you're concerned about Social Security, as I am, if you want to save Social Security, you have to look at this massive deficit spending and reduce it and stop growing our debt at such a rapid rate.
1: So how would you reduce the spending? And this, how would you try to tell people how you plan to save Social Security? What do we have to do to save it in well, practical first all,
0: terms? You, yeah, first, first of all, you have to understand the number one component of saving it is to grow our economy. We've just experienced under Democrats, under their disastrous policies, two quarters of negative growth, right? You know, probably got on track to have a third uh, quarter of negative growth. Also, you've got to stop and reduce inflation. Now, James, do you realize that a dollar that seniors held at the start of the Biden administration is now worth only 88.3 cents? Mm-hmm. That is that is crushing everybody, but it's particularly crushing seniors on a fixed income. So I mean, again, Democrats can lie about me, and they will lie about me because they got they have nothing else they can talk about. But they are the ones; their policies are hurting seniors to the greatest extent, and they're the ones that threaten Social Security to far greater extent because of all this massive deficit spending, which, by the way, is also sparking inflation. So, right. again, it's it's Democrats that are harming the seniors, not me. I, I want to save Social Security for seniors, but you have to. In order to save save them, if you want to solve a problem, you have to first admit you have one and Democrats won't will never admit this and they'll continue to lie about it.
1: Okay, I want to turn your attention because you have been part of trying to get the truth out about COVID. And I just want to ask you a few questions about COVID. Senator, I think that COVID is the worst scandal in human history. Period. Bar none. Because of the massive misinformation that the media has willingly played along with. Number one, we still don't know the origins of COVID. We don't know, in fact, whether this was intentionally set upon the world by China. Some think in retaliation to them losing a trade war with Donald Trump. But for certain, we don't know whether this came from Wuhan intentionally, whether it was an accident. And if it was intentional, or even if it was accidental, what should be the accountability from China? Number two, we were told that certain drugs that cost pennies on the dollar didn't work. We were told hydroxychloroquine didn't work. We were told that, uh, that ivermectin didn't work. There are studies now that point to, and these are peer reviewed studies that say that's, inf- that information was wrong, that both of those work. We were told that remdesivir was a cure. There are now lawsuits springing up in certain quarters that say, no, that was the wrong approach. But then we were told that the vaccines were, you know, they were fast tracked. They were safe. Uh, 538 guy, uh, Nate, what's his name? Silver said one of the stories that he thinks that should have gotten press was that did not was the fact that the vaccines were potentially delayed in order to give Joe Biden an edge in the last election. He says that ought to be looked into. Other people say the entire matter of the vaccine should be looked into because there are side effects and there are abnormalities with the number of people dying in young age groups. We're also told that toddlers have to take this vaccine. In some cases, they're being urged and mandated to, when in fact there's a 0.01% of fatalities among infants. Uh, then we're told by the mainstream press that if you... Happen to be one of the frontline doctors that you've been. You, you, your practice doesn't matter. You can be thrown off social media for stating your belief. So there's been a lot of censoring of information. That's just the tip of the iceberg. If we follow the money, we don't know who has gotten wealthy. Besides, some of the people and some of the drug companies have become billionaires. But we haven't followed the full custody of the money. For instance, Kathy Hochul in New York. Just for, and she, uh, was given $300,000 in a donation. She then, uh, turned around and gave the contract for COVID testing to the company with where she got the guy that gave her the $300,000. They charged twice as much for COVID tests. They've made hundreds of millions of dollars. There are all kind of, what happened to all the PPP money. How much of it was misspent? We could go on and on. Do you think we will? Number one, do you agree that this is a huge scandal, this entire COVID business? And do you think we will ever get to the truth of the pandemic?
0: James, that's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I think what we can say first and foremost is that our response to COVID was a miserable failure. Over a mil- million of our fellow citizens... Lost their lives. I think hundreds of thousands didn't have to had we focused on early treatment. And there was there's literally a cornucopia of cheap generic drugs, both on and off label, that work. Uh, but the only thing our federal health agencies uh, focused on were the very expensive patentable drugs, starting with Paxlovid at 500 bucks, doesn't seem to be working all that well. But I mean, the shutdowns were a awful. Was a, they were a miserable failure. Uh, the, the human toll, the economic devastation of those. Of what we've done to our children, you know, 1.9 million Swedish school children went to school no masks. Not one of them died. The, the teachers actually had a lower infection rate. You know, the fact that uh, Biden got out here in July of 2021 and and uh, told what I think was the 2021 lie of the year. If you were, if, you it know, was a pandemic of being vaccinated. If you got vaccinated, you wouldn't get infected. You wouldn't transmit. Uh, you wouldn't get sick. You wouldn't die. And it was a lie. And we knew. Was, I knew it was a lie back then. Most people, you know, most thinking doctors knew that it was a lie as well. So no it's been a miserable failure you know Bobby Kennedy just wrote a letter to liberals uh, in that in that letter he said that there's about a 3.98 trillion dollar transfer of wealth from the middle class to the big tech social media giants so now there yes our response to covid was a miserable failure we should have focused on early treatment hundreds of thousands of people would be alive today had we done that we wouldn't have had the trillions and trillions of dollars of economic devastation, the human toll from that. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the reasons I decided to run, James, because nobody else is advocating for the vaccine injured either. Uh, if, if I do survive this, I, I would be chairman of the permanent subject investigation. You can bet I'll be focusing a fair amount of time and attention on on who's accountable for this miserably failed response.
1: How can people help you? We've got 30 seconds left. How can people help your campaign if they're interested, Senator?
0: Ron Johnson for Senate.com. They've already spent $65 million lying about me, smearing me, assassinating my character. Ron Johnson for Senate.com. I'm going to need a lot of help. And if you live in Wisconsin, vote for me and get a lot more people to vote for me. I'm running against a radical leftist hiding in sheep's clothing.
1: Ron Johnson, Senator, thank you so much. You tell the truth. We appreciate you in this audience. We know you, and we love you. Thank you, Senator.
0: Thanks for what you do. Take care.
1: Senator Ron Johnson, WABC's James Golden, A.K. Snurdy. We're going to do rapid phones when we get back. Don't go away.